All right. And our next and final guest here on the Potapalooza stage platform room thing is Paula Scaper. <laughs> Paula is from Vancouver, where I am told is one of the coaching capitals of the world. That's why I keep running across. I keep saying, I know so many people in Vancouver. And she's like, yeah, with like every third person here is a coach. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense why I know so many people. <laughs> so Paula, welcome to our show and uh, tell us about yourself and what makes you awesome. Oh, everything makes me awesome. I'm from Vancouver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only way I could be more awesome, Michael, is if I came from Connecticut. Mm, yeah, that's a pretty cool place. Uh, so I'm, I'm a growth architect. And uh, what that means really in a nutshell is I work with entrepreneurs who are pushing to get through their first seven-figure year, and they just can't seem to break through. Mm. And, um, and, and what I have, I have a framework that I take them through that helps them kind of bust the client flow and, and get the revenue coming in and, and hit those, hit those numbers. All right. And as you say bust, which makes you think there's like certain things that are in their way, they have to get mm -hmm. out of the way. Is that kind of. Very, very, very often there is what happens a lot is we, and we're human beings. We all do it. We all do it. We want to solve a problem in our business. We get all up in our head. We start going, we start doing all the things. We start learning all the learnings. Next thing you know, I've got funnels and there's seven step funnels and I've got automations and I've got, you know, I'm trying to have the right message at the right time and attract the right client. And is it the, the, the aligned client? And, and we've got so much stuff going on that we aren't actually having any impact, mm. right? It's, it's just handfuls of sand and we're just throwing them in the ocean and, and nothing's going on. And uh, so what we often find when we work with a client is, they do a lot less of everything, but they do a lot more of the right things at the right time. Mm. And specifically what that is changes a little bit client to client because everybody has a different customer that they are uniquely suited to serve. And when they make themselves discoverable by that customer, they can't, uh, they can't keep the clients away because people are attracted to you when they know you can solve their problem. Interesting. So it's interesting is um, earlier I spoke to Diana Lidstone here at Potapalooza and she was saying something somewhat similar. That idea of okay. you get too much stuff and then you get mm -hmm. rid of stuff to get, yep. to get better. Uh, and that, that, you know, more is not always better and kind of the, the addition by subtraction concept. Yeah. Yeah. I worked with a woman. Um, we started working together early in August, September, I guess, of 2020, her business had been gutted by COVID-19. She had lost all of her contracts literally overnight. So she was set up for a multiple six-figure year and woke up on like the 18th of March. No business. Everything's gone. All her revenue has disappeared. And when we got, when we first started working together, she was doing absolutely everything. She was emailing. She was podcasting. She was writing she was instagramming and social she was just everywhere and and exhausted and scattered and confused what we ended up doing we took a look at her program we made some tweaks to her program she went from selling a seven thousand dollar half day workshop to a multiple five-figure transformational leadership program mm. Then we got rid of a bunch of stuff she was doing, restructured the way she was doing what was left, started rolling that out. When she started 
2021, her pipeline was three quarters of a million dollars in potential in 2021. She end up, ended up having her best ever year in 2021. And I just spoke with her. She said they tripled their revenue. Uh, what they actually did in 2020 over, over 2021, they tripled and they are looking to do it again. They're on track to do it again and literally just taking the framework. And then her team is now able to run with it. Cause what we do is we teach the team to mm. run with it. So you're not caught in this cycle of always having to go back to the trough for the, the expert advice. This isn't rocket science. Once you've got the framework in place, you can paint your own walls of your house. You know what to do. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's our approach really. So, so what, what got you into this, into the space? I ran my own marketing agency for 22 years. Mm -hmm. I worked with a lot of Fortune 500 companies and did very well. And what I started seeing was that the entrepreneur, that the small business entrepreneur, you know, multiple six-figure business, they were, they were being given little bits and pieces of the recipe, but they weren't being given the big picture. Mm. And so what happens, it's like trying to bake a cake right? You, you, you bake a cake. Well, if you have all the cocoa and all the flour and all the milk mm -hmm. and all the eggs, but you don't have baking soda and you don't have sugar, you have a pretty disgusting cake. But you're only missing two out. ingredients. But you're only missing two ingredients. Exactly. Put too much salt in, it's an even worse cake, even mm -hmm. though salt's the right ingredient. And so I found that was happening a lot. And when I started working with entrepreneurs independently um the beauty of it was when you unlock the flow of revenue into an entrepreneur's business you're not changing some executives bonus you know it, it you're mm -hmm. actually changing the life of the entrepreneur yeah and that impact for me was so important because i know what having a business has done for my family Mm -hmm. I know what it has allowed and empowered me to do for my children. And I know what the difference is between struggling to make revenue in my business and having clients flow into my business. And so for me, I just, I feel more full. I feel more filled up when I know that what we just did is going to help somebody pay off their mortgage, put their kids through college. Mm -hmm. Um, get round the clock care for their parents. You're really impacting people's lives. Yeah. Right. I didn't always feel that with the large corporate accounts. It was very satisfying work. Nobody's mother got a nurse because of the work that we were doing. It, it just uh -huh. wasn't the same, wasn't the same satisfaction. And yeah. um, so I love it. That's what I like to do. That's great. And, and, and that's the things that in our modern world is there's a lot of challenges, you know, yeah. It's no longer the kind of world where you can just get a job and support a family. And, um, yeah. and yeah, people talk about how the Simpsons is anachronistic now. Cause, cause the idea of a single, single earner with a high school degree supporting a family of five is absurd, uh, in, in 2022. Yeah. But at the same time, there's this opportunity on the flip side, you know, the easy path is no longer easy, but there's this upside path. If you can find it, if you can figure out what is your gift, what is your strength, and how can you leverage it, where you can make six figures, multiple six figures, you know, not, not necessarily become a millionaire or a billionaire, but become pretty comfortable. You know, yeah. $450,000 a year puts you in the top 1%. And right. And you don't need anywhere near that 
in personal income to make a material difference in, in your life. Yeah. In, in most parts, in most parts of North America, I should be careful. Mm-hmm. I live in Vancouver. You need that for a cup of coffee here, but yeah, as a whole. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Connecticut, same way. But 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 even still, you know, yeah. 100, 100, $150,000 a year is a very comfortable middle class lifestyle. Uh, you know, you're not, you're not buying yeah. yachts and flying off to Tahiti three times a year, but you can get by just fine. And if you don't hate your job, you don't have to go to Tahiti three times. Well, that's, I mean, that's the other part of it, right? And the thing that we don't really recognize often when we're talking is that small businesses are actually responsible for somewhere between 80 and 90% of the employment in all of our communities. It Mm -hmm. is the business owner with three, four or five employees. That's where 98% of us work. Mm -hmm. The big corporate jobs are not where most people work and they're not where young people get their start. You know, my, my first job out of, out of school wasn't in some massive corporation. It was in a small company where I got to roll up my sleeves and play and, and get involved in things that in, in a larger corporation, I'd still have been making coffee. I was running the production department for the magazine, Yeah, you know, different opportunities. And I think we sometimes undervalue that we undervalue the importance of that. And we've lost touch a little bit with that entrepreneurial spirit. I don't know what um, what kinetic is like, but certainly in, in um, parts of Canada that it's been dimmed a little bit, that competitive nature. Mm-hmm. When you can help people leverage that, it's not just their personal, their family, but it's also the jobs that, that they create and the experience that they create for tomorrow's entrepreneur, you know, for my children, your children. Mm-hmm. that are going to be looking for those first jobs. So I'm, I'm pretty passionate about it. I, I get yeah. really, uh, obviously, you know, I get really involved in, yep. in small business. It's important for our economy. Yeah, no, it, it's huge. And and there's also, I think there's a difference between the business owner and the entrepreneur. The business owner is a person who's, you know, they're a mechanic, they're a roofer. And instead of making $12 an hour working for someone else, they start their own business, but not because they necessarily want to be a business owner. It's just yeah. the only way they can make a living at it versus the entrepreneur, which probably describes both of us which is like, I can't work for someone else. I couldn't even imagine doing it. That sounds, that sounds awful. And I want to be doing three things at once because I get bored if I don't have at least two side projects and, and doing these other things. Um, so it's definitely a different, different mindset. But yeah, I, I find in Connecticut, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people who are just, they get stuck in that, like, no, I'm, I'm just a manufacturing worker. I'm just a minimum wage worker. I'm, they, they take on the identity of their job and it, yeah. it limits them so severely. It, it can, it, and, but even as entrepreneurs, even as business owners, I mean, I, I work with so many people who were dragged kicking and screaming into entrepreneurship <laughs> or, you know, in my case, I tripped and fell. I literally tripped and fell. I mean, I've, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I, I tutored. I, I never had a job in high school. I, I, well, I did. I, I washed dishes in a breakfast restaurant for a while. That was not for me. Um, and so you know, I, I found other ways. I tutored. I, you know, I did things that created money for myself, mm-hmm. not really connecting with what that was. My dad worked in the mine. My mom was a stay at home mom. We had five kids. I mean, we were just that family that, that you talked about small town, BC. And then I got finished school and I started working and I had all these jobs and uh, the dot, the com crash in 2000, just gutted the business that I worked for. They were going in a different direction. I'd run the math. I didn't see it working. I had a conversation with my boss. I said, I, I, I don't think that, I don't think I'm on side for this. Like, what are we going to do? Worked out a contract with them where I was going to help them wrap up 
the, the side of the business that I was in, walked home. My husband's on the floor playing with our little, our four-year-old daughter. Um, he was a freelance videographer. So, you know, stable income and freelance videography, they're not the same thing. <laughs> and, uh, and I said to him, so I quit my job today and I think I'm just going to take our savings and buy a computer and start a company. And he looked up at me and said, okay, what's for dinner? And I just went, uh, you were supposed to talk me out of this crazy idea. That was the start of it. Um, but it, it is what I love to do. I work with lots of people though, that that's not their story. You know, they've been mm. laid off. They've been downsized. They've crossed the threshold of 50 and suddenly there's a 27 year old that'll do the job for half of what they can do it. And so the company figures I can get two 27 year olds for you. And, and so now it's time for you to retire or whatever other, you know, way there's lots of different ways that people, and they're just not ready to crawl into a pine box and, and wait mm -hmm. for the dirt nap. So they find things to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those people need a way to drive clients into their business. Mm -hmm. You know, how we get to the destination doesn't really matter. We end up at the destination. If you're an entrepreneur, you own a business and either you find a way to attract a flow of clients into the business, or all you've done is created a job for yourself and you're trapped and you can never take a vacation. You can never go to a, a dress rehearsal or a dance recital for your kids. You've created a prison that's worse than the minimum wage job you used to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a huge, huge, huge thing. I'm actually reminded of um, uh, uh, someone else I know who I'm going to introduce you to who does, who focus on that kind of thing. People who got into, got into business for the freedom and, <laughs> and they discover, and they're like, Hey, once I'm making $500,000 a year, once I'm making a million dollars a year, then I'll be free. Then I can take the trips. Then I'll have the time because I'll have the money. Yeah. And they realize that, they just have the money, but this, the business still owns them and they don't own the business. Yeah. They just have, they just have bigger problems, mm -hmm. you know, bigger revenue, bigger problems. The other one that I work a lot with, um, I'll meet people and they say, gosh, you know, I thought if I could just get to 500,000, if I could just get to 600,000, that I'd have the financial freedom to be able to do the things I want to do. I'm working harder. I'm, you know, doing more hours. I'm bringing in more money. And I've got less left at the end because mm -hmm. it costs so much to deliver that volume of service that I've, I've hit a, um, I've hit a choke point and, and, and a profit choke point. And that happens a lot with entrepreneurs. It's a big part of, of what we're able to do with clients is, is that's one of those pieces where we put the dynamite in the dam, you know, get those choke points out so that you're managing your business for profit. That's part of your marketing. And we don't think about it that way, but that is a big part of your marketing is, is, having your structure in place so that what you do is actually profitable. Mm. Yep. Yeah. The whole profit first mm. concept. Oh, I don't know if you've ever uh, talked to, to somebody who was, who was doing their business with paid search ads or, or pay-per-click ads. And uh, you know, you'll, you'll see, I, I met with a client just recently and they were looking at their pay-per-click ad um, campaign and the agency is, is all raw, raw, you know, Hey, you spent $36,000 in ads. And you got $55,000 in revenue, you had a positive ROI. And I looked at the client and I said, what did it cost you to deliver that $55,000 in goods to these clients? <laughs> she said, oh, about $34,000. Okay. So you spent 36 on advertising and 34 at 70, you got 54, you are $16,000 poorer. 
that's not better. That's worse. That's right. And, and so, but these are the things, these, these are like the little pieces that, that we don't, unfortunately, we, we, we don't as gurus or, or coaches or however you want to call it, often mm. have the opportunity to roll up our sleeves yeah. and get into the business and help with those pieces. And yep. so um, that's where I come in and, and help with that. That sounds, that sounds hugely powerful for the people it's who are fun. in that place. So, so we, we are at the end of our time, but if somebody yes. hears that and is like, holy mackerel, Paula, I need you in my business, how do they get in touch with you? Well, what they can do is they can come to my website, 33dolphins.com. I have a, um, I have a, a page. I'll give you the URL. You can pop it into the show notes or however mm-hmm. you want to do that, Michael, and, and just book a call with me. We'll get on a call 30 minutes. We'll figure out if there's a way that I can help you. I guarantee you're going to leave with at least one thing you can put in place immediately in your business that's going to um, block the dam. And, uh, and then we also have a five-day uh, program coming up that uh, is free for your listeners. Mm-hmm. It's five days. We're going to walk people through the same process that I take my clients through to figure out their uniqueness so that they can start really getting laser-focused on who their client is. Um, and, uh, and the URL for that is 33dolphins.com slash dambuster. And I will, um, I'll also give you that. So you can pop that in as well. Is that numeral 33 or is that written out? Uh, yeah. Good question. Three, three, the number is 33. Three, dolphins.com slash dambuster. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's 33dolphins.com and 33dolphins.com slash Dan Buster. Dam, yeah. Dam, not Dan. D-A-M. Yeah. Poor yeah. Dan. Why are we busting him? Dam <laughs> Buster. Uh, Damn, well, Dan. well, Paul, this has been great to have you on the show and we'll definitely have to uh, connect more because you're pretty cool. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Thank you. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect. JV-Connect.com. That's JV dash connect.com December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.